and you tell us as we resist them, he shall, the Satan shall flee from us, and will, there will be no hindrances to stop what Yahweh said today from being said, because Satan is rebuked, and we are willing, and he has made us able to accomplish your plan, Father, just for today. So we submit our will over to you, and we thank you that you've taken the blinders off our eyes so that we can know the lie and we can know the truth and we can agree with the truth. So be it. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. Wow, what a beautiful morning. It is a crisp, although warming, 46 degrees outside. It is clear. The skies are blue. The grass is greening. And I am happy to be alive. I'm excited for what Abiyah has in store for the ministry this morning, for t- uh, today, for the week. Uh, we'll wait to see how it plays out. We know that Yah is going to do something mighty as he always does. And it's a good thing to know. And you might get tired of hearing it, but you shouldn't. You got to get here for it. You got to learn how to do it. We're talking praising, praying, decreeing, and declaring. And it's a habit that our Messiah exemplified in John 17. You might have to dig a little bit. You might have to slow down and read it more more than once to get it. But he patterns that prayer over his apostles over, let me rephrase, he patterns that prayer over his Galal Talmudim, which included the apostles that were in front of him on that day. But he also prayed it out across the ages in such a way that he brought all the authority of Shamaim to bear in one place as he prayed for those that were seeing him and those that would not see him in the flesh. And we have to know, we have to believe with all the faith we've got, with all the understanding we've got, that Yeshua prayed that faith, that prayer in faith in order to move heaven and earth with a group of people that are honestly without number. I'm going to suggest you read again for yourself. Excuse me, for yourselves. Yahukanon 17. It will be a barukata to your soul. 
especially as you come into a fuller understanding of what it means to speak life and that before you can righteously speak life into anyone else, you have to realize that you first are speaking life into yourself. And with that is the encouragement of a self-written minimum 33 points encouragement program for yourself. I am 33. In Yahweh El Elyon, I am made righteous through Yeshua's righteousness. I am free of doubt. I am a son, brother, friend, and set apart good standing with a Kodesh reputation. You may alter that gender as necessary to get it to more agree with who you are, but remember there are only two. I am loved to the deepest, most intense definition of the word in all languages. I am shielded by Shamayim's wisdom, protected from harm, both earthly and in the unseen realm. I am dead to my flesh, past sins, failures, self-defeating, self-degrading thinking. I am a powerful prayer warrior, guided altar worker, and valued and respected messenger, possessed of the mind of Yeshua, pursuing deeper levels of intimacy with my Creator. I am walking with a powerful anointing upon me at all times, benefiting from an intimate relationship with the Ruach of Yah. I am free to express and pour forth the favor of the kingdom of Shamayim because of who he is in me. I have nothing to apologize for. Having the authority to walk in unquestionable, unimpeachable boldness, excitement, and truth through him who lives within and through me. I am instantly obedient, stepping out in faith, even in the darkest of situations. I walk by faith, perpetually in the light of his Hanan, favor, and the authority of Yeshua, and the wisdom of Solomon. I am continually being healed of past failures, wounds, and physical maladies, known or unknown. My set-apart man being is whole because of the price paid by Yeshua on the torture stake. I am excited about my relationship with Yeshua, not because of who I am, but because of who he is in me. I am walking a directed, guided, and protected Hanan, Chesed, and Baruchatad path lit forever by Yeshua's divine light and truth. It is his way I walk. I am a believer, a disciple, and humbled apostle, Shalayach of the Most High. I am a conduit of his love, wisdom, Hanan, and strength, knowing, applying, and sharing the promises of Yah as simply as possible in a way that reaches into the hearts of all men and women, forever separating faith from doubt and righteousness from wickedness. I am possessed of a transformed mind, will, and soul. My life has ceased to be mine. My decisions will be his decisions for me. I am not ignorant of the plans of the adversary. I am called a friend of Yeshua, therefore possessing access to inner circle strategy sessions. I am a trusted servant, brother, warrior, and friend of the way, the truth, and the life. Yeshua HaMashiach. I am standing as an honored recipient of HaMashiach's living expression of Father Abba's faith in him as expressed in John 17, Yehukanan 17. I am through Yah's favor more than capable in righteous discernment, dream interpretations as directed, and the various functionings of the Ruach HaKadosh. I am a walking, talking epistle to the nations, tribes, clubs, and gangs of this world ordained with the Ruach of giftings needed to see the heart, mind, and Ruach of condition of all I encounter. 
I am a blood-bought, covered, protected identifier of all things evil, demonic, and opposed to the Yahweh of Yeshua, Yahweh, confidently, confidently coming against that which refuses to align itself with the set-apart freedom of the kingdom. As Yeshua demonstrated, I am loyal, steadfast, kind, loving, and possessed of his integrity and faithfulness. I am possessed of an intellect not my own to fully understand and disseminate in obedience not just the wisdom of Yah, but the gift of salvation to all who I am led. I am aware of the urgency of the times and is not mine to squander. I am disciplined and discipled by the hosts of heaven, humbly entering into a working relationship with the Melchizedek priesthood. I am a biker, visionary, and overseer, riding safely and at speed, regardless of weather conditions, knowing as wisdom, or knowing as directed by wisdom, as Yeshua did, that Yahweh will never fail to protect me in transit from one appointed place of ministry to the next extended feast. I am the head of my house. I lead, love, and function out of nine fruits of the Ruach HaKadosh, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruits of the Ruach are love, joy, shalom, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, meekness, Yah control. Against such things there are no instructions. I am a brukatah to all I meet. Each meeting is a divine appointment to fulfill Yah's purposes. I am consumed with and by his calling on my life. I am ministry or I am nothing. By the Hanan of Yah and his wealth, I am death free of this world. Everything I have or need is the responsibility of kingdom financing. I am coveted for the message of Amet, truth, and Hanan of Yahweh that emanates through me. The message I am possessed by cannot be stifled, opposed, or defamed, or defeated. I do not desire to be the love of Yahweh with skin on. I am the anointed embodiment of Yeshua's earthly ministry in his belief in his Father and his Father's faith in him. I am Kodesh for the work of the kingdom. Godrael Hasatan cannot take, shake, or break my faith, my shalom, my joy, my trust, my obedience or my property, or my freedom. I am not perfect, but he who is within me is. I'm grateful to be here this morning, and we are going to ask Yami if she is willing to come forward with her teaching this morning and give us about 27 minutes of whatever the Ruach HaKadosh has given her Through the book of Numbers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father, I am yours and you are mine and your banner over me is love. And therefore I receive that love and I can pass it on by just being, Father, what you created me to be and doing my part according to your plan. And, Father, I thank you that as I open my mouth, you feel it and you um, give words um, of life, examples of how prayer works and how to please you and stay constant contact with you um, opening our mouth and letting the Ruach feel it and um, honoring you in all we do or say 
and and having the power that raised Yahshua from the dead dwelling within us so that we shall see the goodness of Yah in the land of the living and we shall be doers of it. So, Father, now we are looking in the book of Numbers and we're taking from the beginning and and um, I'm um, uh, sharing what I see as um, prayers that that um, people how what motivated prayers for um, Abraham, Isaac, and, and um, Moses, and um, now we're still um, in the book of Numbers. And we're looking at Moses being the leader, Aaron, and is is the mouthpiece because Moses did not want to stutter, have his character defects maybe or or flaw of stuttering, interfere with people getting the true word. And now we're looking at, um, let's see, the flesh, um, people begged for water, begged for um, food, got the manna, got the water, got the manna, and then they wanted to have um, uh, meat, flesh, and and foul and um so as Moses thought Yah Yah gave it to them and they agreed to walk with him. But guess what they did? They just everyone in the camp twisted and turned their own way. Yet Yah laid upon himself the iniquity of us all. Well, in chapter 12, it says that Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the um, cursite, C-U-S-H-I-T-E, woman, who he had taken, for he had taken a cursite woman. And they said, has Yahweh spoke only by Moses? Has he not also spoken by us? And Yahweh heard. And the man Moses was very depressed. More than any man who was on the face of the earth. We're dealing with a deep depression and... um can I can imagine he's been chosen to lead the people to the promised land and and guess what? They just whined and complained. And now guess where their complaints are going? Let's see. It says and Yahweh said suddenly to Moses and to Aaron and to Miriam, you three come out of the tent of the meeting. And the three of them came out. 
And Yahweh came down in a pillar of cloud, of the cloud, and stood at the tabernacle door, and called Aaron and Miriam, and both of them came out, and he said, Now hear my word. If your prophet is of Yahweh, I will make myself seen by him in an appearance. I will speak to him in a dream. And it is not so with my servant. Is it not so with my servant Moses? He is faithful in all my house. I speak to him mouth to mouth and by an appearance and not in riddles. And he looked upon the form of Yahweh. So why have you not been afraid to speak against my servant, against Moses? And the anger of Yahweh grows against them. And he left. And the cloud turned away from the tent. And behold, Miriam was leopard as snow. And Aaron turned towards Miriam. And behold, she was leopard and leopardess. And Aaron said to Moses, Oh, my master, I beg you, do not lay sin upon us by which we have done foolishly and by which we have sinned. So he is, the Aaron is confessing his sin for himself and Miriam because Miriam had leprosy. And I pray, and number 12 I am, um, I pray do not let her be as one who is dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed. When he comes out of his mother's womb, and Moses cried to Yahweh. So Moses accepted that um, confession of doing wrong that Aaron gave on behalf of him and um, Miriam and Moses cried to Yahweh saying oh Elohim I beg you please heal her and Yahweh said to Moses if her father had been but spit in her face should she not be ashamed seven days she shall be shut out seven days at the outside side of the camp and afterward she shall be brought in now so there was um, some discipline needed but for she was not recognizing um, to respect with her word um, her Moses because Moses got Aaron involved because of of um, his speech problem. And he wanted the people to hear 
clearly. So Aaron got involved and Miriam, these were family. They were close-knit, yet they weren't glad because Abraham, or I mean, excuse me, um, because Moses had, had married or took a woman from the Cursite, C-U-S-H-I-T-E, um, people. And they were gossiping and about this, and they were complaining about it. And Yahweh, and Yahweh was not happy with this because he saw Moses as one that stood here, that did not um, go backwards and, and go against um the the kind of um, good relationship to have of not speaking and making complaints about Moses. Moses, he saw as peer, and he saw as the one worthy to talk to him face to face. And he could trust him to give the true message. Um, that he is sending to the people. And here, the one who was anointed to give the direction asked for Aaron, and Aaron and Miriam got together, and they didn't like that he got a woman that wasn't from their own um, uh, tribe, but he got, he married somebody, and they also had two sons, and that father-in-law was the one that didn't choose, chose not to um, leave his land and follow Moses' group because he wanted to go back home. And uh, so he was promised to receive all the blessings as if he was a true believer but he chose not to. Okay. Um, So Moses did ask that that Yah heals them because uh, they did repent. So that gave right for them to receive forgiveness. And... um, And Yahweh said to Moses, if her father had but, oh, and we read that part, that went that she deserved, he made the judgment call that seven, she should be put out of the camp for seven days as um, giving her time to recognize what she did wrong. And Moses cried to Yahweh, saying, O Elohim, um, I beg you to please heal heal her. And Yahweh said to Moses, If her father had been but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? She shall be shut out seven days outside the camp 
That's in verse 14. And afterwards she shall be brought in. And Miriam was shut out at the outside of the camp seven days. And the people did not pull up stakes until Miriam was brought in. And afterwards, the people pulled up stakes um, and they escaped in the wilderness of of um, Paran, P-A-R-A-N. And um, Father, help us to always understand that our flesh can do the wrong thing and surely you will help us become aware of that. And when we feel that putting out of your camp in um, a place where where you're we're separated and um, and laid aside because you want us to to realize we weren't acting in love, we weren't operating, and we are so capable of looking at other people's lives and making judgment calls because oh that that um person married of uh, a different tribe and um their children are going to be mixed and on and on and he's saying no um don't do that so there's got to be something that helps you be aware not to do it. So Miriam was to have leprosy and to be separated outside the camp because leopards can't be among the regular people anyway. But she wasn't forgotten. Yah heard Moses' cry for her healing. And he did because of Aaron confessing their sins. He did forgive her and and gave her a separation for only seven days. But I tell you what, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the kingdom of God than to be the greatest man in the world. And I'd rather be the least in the household of Yeshua than to have all of earth, riches, and, you know, gold and silver, whatever, are considered riches. And I'm sure that Miriam learned uh, how awful it is to not walk in Yah's um, uh, order and be among his people. And Yah shows mercy. And the whole camp, by the way, every believer in that camp was told or did wait for Yah to do what he needed to before they left. They did not leave her behind. They waited for Yah to do what he had to in her and for her to receive her healing 
So then when she came back to camp, they um, hopefully um, allowed coals to come on their lips so that they spoke in in a proper way that shows love and not shows um, judge or whatever it was their complaints about the things they didn't like about Moses when Yah was was very pleased with Moses. And so when they took up camp and they're in the wilderness again, in chapter 13, we're going to see what other episodes um happened with Yah's people learning how to walk with him, um, letting themselves or not really having much choice in their changes. Otherwise, they'd be miserable. <laughs> so we um, thank you, Father, that... <laughs> You don't want to no one to be left behind. You just want um, your people to recognize it's a horrible thing to speak against um, anybody uh, that is in right standing with Yah because we're going to bring a curse upon ourselves. We're going to have results from our um, inability to communicate in love and to not whine and complain about your leaders, but to keep them in, in the esteem that is due them only because they are faithful and righteous to the plans you give them, they follow your orders. Let us all become people who follow orders. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. Yeah, you, you almost have to look at what that bit of repentance, that week-long The period of time that Miriam went through about how she was separated from everything and everybody. She didn't have social media. She she may not have even had a tent as far as that goes. I mean, what kind of provisions was Moses allowed to give her for that week that she was secluded from the camp? Sequestered is the word I was looking for. So there's there's a lot going on there that many times just aren't immediately visible um, at first reading. How would how would we as modern day believers deal with the church saying or leadership saying, you know, you were caught in this, you screwed up, and we are believing 
that attention to detail to Yah's word means that we have to separate you from the body for a certain period of time. You've got a week out. We don't want to see. We don't want to see you communicating with anybody through any form of social media for the next seven days. This is a this is a a week that you need to seek yourself to seek Yahweh for yourself. You need to get a, a throw of repentance in. You need to teshuva uh, over what you've done and. If we see any violation, it will continue until you have successfully completed a week of separation. And you're fortunate that Abiyad didn't deal with you the way he dealt with Miriam. You didn't get leprosy. You didn't get completely shunned by all your family, everybody you know. These are the... These are this is the penalty of speaking against Yah's chosen leadership. So that, you know, that teaching of care, of concern, the level of um, import that Yah places on those his Ruach rests on, especially those that are in leadership, is paramount to the effective governing and continued leadership of the body. And we'll probably go into that sometime a little bit later today. We're going to break right now uh, for about five minutes. This is Cry Out to Yahweh. Hallelujah. What can you do when your heart is overwhelmed? What can you say
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That was cry out to Yahweh. And it always, it is always good to cry out to Yahweh. We are going to, we're going to ask Marissa if she'll come forward with her reading from Proverbs, uh, where am I going? Ephesians 6. And if she can include her I am 33s and her 77 grateful things list and her 40 powerful prayers in the process, that would be fantastic. Hallelujah. Time for a Marissa Barukata. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning we have, um, the music's off. Hallelujah. Okay. This morning we put on our armor as we do every day in the Messiah because, as we know, we are protected by by His grace and mercy. And so we always protection so we can be uh, able to go each day without any problems from the adversary. I'm going to start at this. Chapter 6 here. Children, obey your parents in Yahweh for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. The fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but nurture them in the discipline and teaching of our master. Slaves, obey your masters, according to the flesh with reverence and trembling and singleness of your heart as to Messiah. Not with eye service as hypocrites, but as slaves of Messiah doing the will of our master from the heart, serving as slaves with good will to our master and not to us men. Each one knowing that whatever good thing he does, this he shall receive from the master, whether he is a slave or a free man. The masters do the, do the same things towards them, forgiving their faults, knowing that the master of you and of them is in heaven. And there is no respecter of persons with him. For the rest, my brothers, be made powerful in our master in the might of his strength. Put on all the armor of Yahweh for you to be able to stand against the strategies of the devil. For our conflict is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and with those in authority and with the possessors of this dark world and with the evil spirits that are beneath heaven. Because of this, take up all of the whole armor of Elohim that you may be able to resist the evil one. And being prepared, you shall prevail. Then stand firm, having girded your loins about with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Defend your feet with the preparation of the good news of peace. Above all, taking up the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the flaming darts of the evil one. Also put on the helmet of salvation and take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of Yahweh. Through all prayer and petition, praying at all times in the Spirit, and watching to the same thing with all perseverance and petition concerning all the saints. Pray also for me, that to me may be given speech in the opening of my mouth, with boldness to make known the mystery of the good news, for which I am an ambassador in the chain, that it is that in it I may speak boldly as it is right for me to speak, but that you may also know the things about me, what I am doing, like as the beloved brother and faithful minister and our master, will make known all things to you, whom I sent to you for the same thing, that you might know the things about us, and he may comfort your heart. Peace to the brothers in love with faith in Yahweh, the Father and the Master Yeshua Messiah. Grace be with all those that love our Master Yeshua Messiah without corruption. Amen. Well, hallelujah for our armor that we have on. And I am Yahweh's daughter. I'm bold. I am a doer. I am love. I'm an overcomer. I am great. 
I am beautiful. I am gifted. I am faithful. I am Baruchatad. I am a right I am righteous. I am able to do all things through the Messiah who strengthens me. I am a mother, I'm his beloved, I'm a warrior, I'm a champion, I, I am a successful person. I'm a good person, I'm a truth teller, I'm a good daughter, I'm well seasoned and yasna together. Excuse me. I am a bide. I am Yahweh's vessel. I am bond purchased by the blood of the Lamb. I am well sensed in Yahweh and well in his senses. I'm a learner, a student for Yahweh's word. I'm a seer. I am in awe of Yahweh and fearful of him. I am a receiver for all Yahweh has for me. I'm a walking and living testimony and living testimony. I am obedient. I'm putting all my trust in you, Yahweh. I am fruitful and joyful. And my grateful things today, I'm grateful for Yahweh's uh, Sunshine in the morning. I'm grateful for the correction and um, the right direction. As we had uh, discussed with the overseer last night, I'm thankful for my um, elders that they can help me to grow in Yahweh as we are, as I'm learning to lean more on Him and not my own understanding and I'm thankful that I can can have those moments as even though it's not in my control because when it was in my control it was not of um, not always of Yahweh. So I'm thankful that I can, can seek Yahweh for the for what he wants me to seek in him instead of as what the world or the other things want me to look at. So I'm thankful for the world that we live on. I'm thankful for Yahweh to to be our corrector in all things that are that are not of him. And then thankful for our brethren and as well as the love ministries. Thankful for all the seasons that Yahweh makes this all seasons unique. And thankful for Elohim, for Malachim, for um Yahweh to do more each day as he continues to do more each day in us and in me as I go in repentance. Thankful for coming out of that darkness from the past um, lifestyle. Thankful for being grounded with Yahweh or grounded in Yahweh. I gotta look about that one too. That's why a good one for me to pray about. How does Yahweh want me to be grounded? Hallelujah. Thankful for Yahweh replenishing the soil. Thankful for my family. Thankful for Mother's Day and for Eva's birthday past weekend. Thankful for all of our children in, in the world and all of our children that are as we are listening, the, the people that are on the line, thankful for your children. Thankful for salvation. Thankful for the animals out there. As well as the little fur, fur critters and fur babies as they always have um, the reasoning why they're on the earth. And I'm thankful for health. I'm thankful for Yahweh's discernment. And I decree and declare that upon us as um, Yahweh gives us the discernment and as well as um, health of the support. For Yahweh's health as I pray for the things that are needed and necessary to keep going in life is having health. So I decree and declare that we are 
healthy in Yahweh, and that He's our decision maker and our and our provider for our physicians uh, and for our uh, nutrition. Hallelujah! And I'm thankful for for Him to do the mighty work that is uh, beyond the control of our Apostle Rock. That that He's our provision, He's our provider, and pray for His um, for for things to prosper as in the right direction, as well as the financial um, prosperity in, in the kingdom that Yahweh will, will grant upon our our elders that are reaching out to do your your work in the kingdom, Yahweh, that that as he grows, I just pray for the faith favor farms as well as the um, other areas in ministry, from prison ministry to helping those that are Mark has been appointed to as well as Sandy and Scribe and, and Yami that you have them to go where you want them to go in the right direction. As well as us like myself and others who are new and newer into um transform program that you help with um keeping keeping me and others on here sober. You keep us right with you. I just pray that you Help me stay right and and um be caught with you, Yahweh, and with um my mind as we always know with Romans twelve two, the renewal of the mind that the things that I am or was doing that was not under the authority or under the transfer program, I repent of it now. And I'm sorry for anything I've done wrong in the past as to when I was in the flesh or in, in sin. So I'm thankful for your repentance, Yahweh. Thank, thank you for helping me realize the things that I don't do, that it's not in you. Hallelujah. And I'm going to care for, um, for those who are out there and struggling with addiction still. And as well as I've been praying for um, the fentanyl and, and drugs and different chemicals that they've been bringing into the borders and through everything. But it's clear that you help that situation, Yahweh. Men and women in uniform that that they can be able to do the work that you call them to do to get those drugs off the street, as well as our um, pharmacia out there, the um, COVID and the different things out there, Yahweh, and the, and the violence. You just decree to clear your hand to be upon that situation in your team. Hallelujah! And I, I just decree to clear for your um, for your love and your protection as we already prayed about protection today for the armor and just for you to really as the clear you help with the direction you're bringing us in and your words as I'm learning about certain things in the Bible and as well as we are all learning different things so you just help us with that this week that we can really speak what you want us to speak and to understand what you want us to understand in your word hallelujah Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Melissa. Was there something else that you were supposed to uh, address while you were online this morning that you were instructed to last night? I go, okay. 
So all right, we're gonna take we're gonna take a music break. We're gonna go into our uh, sacred twenty seven right now, which is a time of meditation and just consideration of Yahweh and just to uh, Baruch Him as best we can through prayer. Hallelujah. So everybody, bow your heads and let's uh, just focus on Yahweh. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Abba, yeah, we just thank you for quiet time with you. As we consider your beauty, your majesty, your authority, your chesed, your hanan. Yeah, we thank you for the opportunity to have quiet and stillness with you to go deeper. It is the source of life and shalom and we need it so very, very badly. Hallelujah. Yami, could I ask you to pray over the wealth of wisdom teaching and the reading of the word this morning? Please. Father, we enter your gates with thanksgiving, come to your courts with praise and say, this is the day that you have made. And in it, we begin each morning anew, submitting our will over you, over to you. And now, Father, it's time for us to read your word and be taught a little bit more how to be like you and to understand a little bit more of how you operate. Because, Daddy, we want to be Come more like you. And Father, we thank you for Scribe and that you have anointed him to give the word, to, your word this morning, and that he is that vessel of honor set apart for your purpose. And we pray that Ruhak flow through him and um, see that our already planted can be watered and um, more seeds can be planted to grow and so that we just continually are are becoming something beautiful and something good because Father, all our confusion you understood and all we have to offer you is brokenness and strife but you are making something beautiful of our lives. So let your anointing fall on scribe and let the Ruhak teach us all and let us be doers of what we hear and not just hearers. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Tommy. If everybody could turn in their set-apart readings, their scriptures, we're going to be looking at Proverbs 3, 25-35. I know it's a big bite, but that happens. And Matthew, Matityahu 5, 1-12. I will not be hitting on each verse individually as I've done in the past. I might, but I'm not going to guarantee it because um, there's quite a bit here to uh, to be read. Yami, if you could read Matthew 5, 1 to 12, and Marissa, 
I'm going to have you read Proverbs 25 to 35. We'll have Marissa start first. Okay? Does that work, Yami? I had you on mute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's Marissa. Read it out boldly. For, uh, let me start over. That's the next one. Right. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor the destruction of the wicked when it comes. For Yahweh shall be at your side, and he shall keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in the power of your hands to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, Go and come back again, or tomorrow I'll give when you have it beside you. Do not plot evil against your neighbor when he dwells securely with you. Do not plot evil against your neighbor since he dwells securely with you. Do not strive with a man without cause if he has done you no harm. Do not be envious of the violent man and choose not among all his ways. For the perverse one is hateful to Yahweh, but his intimacy is with the righteous. The curse of Yahweh is in the house of the wicked, but he blesses the abode of the righteous. Surely he scorns the scorners, but he gives gives grace to the lowly. And the wise inherit honor, but fools exalt shame. Hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. Yanni? Well, I'm in Matthew 5. Which verses? 1 to 15. Okay. But seeking the crowd, he went up into the mountains, and seeing himself, his disciples came near to him. And opening his mouth, he talked to saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the ones who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see Yahweh. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of Yahweh. Blessed are they who have been persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when you shall um, be, shall, now wait. Blessed are you when they shall curse you and persecute you and, and shall say evil words against you, lying on account of me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. Um, The reason I made that connection is 
there seems to be a lot of overlap between verses 25 and 35 and Matthew 5, 1 to 12. And I don't think this should surprise us. Abba is a good papa. He's a good father. He's going to repeat himself because he knows that his children are not going to learn things the first time through. He will speak differently to different people. Solomon was obviously not our Messiah, but he was in the Messianic line. So his words are just as vital to be thoroughly understood for what they are as messiahs are. Though emphasis should be put on the teachings of Messiah simply because of who he is. The ability to have the preference, the, the not the preference, the prerequisite readings of Solomon are meant for education, as are Yeshua's words. The redundancy is necessary to build faith, to build belief, to build trust. If you only hear something once and your bike done, you're mistreated, you're verbally abused because you didn't apply it right, then that's not a very loving way to approach something. Our responsibility comes in, as Galal Talmudim, as those desiring, whether we're novices or you know, just those following, our desire is to know if it has been stated before and how to handle it and how to interrelate to these words on a page. And why you ask, how do we interrelate with, a, with words on a page? You interrelate with the eternal ruach of those that spoke it or spoke them in righteousness. And you treat them as though you were actually walking hand in hand with the person as they were experiencing the emotions they were going through when they wrote it. Obviously, Solomon's and Yeshua's are going to be vastly different. They came from two very, very, very different vantage points or yeah, we'll go with vantage points. I started back again, I started back again with 25 uh, in Proverbs. Do not be afraid of sudden terror nor the destruction of the wicked when it comes. Okay. Six talks about your foot being caught. Um, again, any type of any type of persecution, if it's for religious purposes or not, is going to 
engender fear unless you are solid in your understanding and in your faith of what Abba is going to do on your behalf. If you are righteous, if you are walking in integrity with your Elohim, if not, the destruction of the wicked is autographed for you as well. The Beatitudes alludes to that same principle, that same, you know, that same application. I'll get to that in a minute. 27, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in the power of your hand to do it. We've all heard the verse that says, if your brother knocks, or if your brother or your neighbor knocks on a door, uh, knocks on the door and says, give me bread, I just had a guest come in. Okay, if you've got it there, you're supposed to be a good neighbor and give it to him regardless of the hour. Yeah, yeah, I realize it's gonna, it might be, a, it might be a pain. You might, you might be in bed with your kids. Okay, he, Yahweh understands that, but he still expects you to do it. Okay, because it is the neighborly thing to do. Okay, we don't know who we might be entertaining. We might be entertaining angels unaware. We don't know. So this is all leading into proper relationship with our neighbors while in proper understanding and giving proper reverence to Yahweh and Yeshua. Do not plot evil against your neighbor since he dwells securely with you. We've discussed it before. Evil is one of those words that if you flip it, okay, it's got the same letters for the word live in it. Okay? Do not, so I'm, I'm going to put it this way, and you might disagree with me, you might not. Do not plot death against your neighbor. Do not plot destruction against your neighbor. Do not consider doing anything that is going to diminish your neighbor or cause him to lose some of his barukatah from Yahweh. Do not do it. Okay, don't do that. Don't plot evil against your neighbor. Don't scheme against your neighbor to relieve him of what is rightfully his. Especially if he is especially if he is living with you. An example was given we were up at fellowship yesterday and there was three thousand dollars stolen from somebody. A direct violation in principle and practice of verse twenty nine. Roommates stealing from roommates to the tune of $3,000. If you call yourself a believer, you're not supposed to do that. A scheme, a plot doesn't have to take two months in the, in the formation or six months in the formation. It can happen. It can happen in the snap of a finger. I'm just going to do that because I can. That's not as believers where we're supposed to be. That's not as anybody where we're supposed to believe or where we're supposed to be. Okay, believe it or not, do not strive with a man without, do not strive with a man without cause if he has done you no harm. Yahweh through Solomon does not allow for striving with a man with cause.
but he follows it up with, if he has done you no harm. So why would you start a fight? Why would you start a disagreement, an argument with somebody that hasn't, you know, I believe what this is saying is work within the bounds of correction. I mean, if somebody causes you, you know, a contention, if somebody sins against you, brings disease into your relation disease into your relationship. Yes, address it. Correct it, call them out on it. But don't make a big a, a such a big deal out of it that you yourself begin to look foolish. Or you yourself begin to detract from the reputation you wish to carry by name being an Ibrahim or a believer in Yahweh. If he's done you no harm, you know, that's that's pretty much self-evident. You know, that doesn't need, uh, maybe it does rock. You can correct me if you, if, you feel, if you feel the need. If he has done you no harm, there really isn't a whole lot of significant Ruachal value in that last statement, except for the overall principle continuing from do not to done you no harm, okay? It's all wrapped up. It's all wrapped up in there. It has to do with being a peacemaker or a peacekeeper, just like Matthew 5.12 says. And here again, we'll touch on it again. Verse 31, do not be envious of the violent man and choose not among all his ways. Now, I don't know for sure. What I do know is this. Okay, what I do know is this, is the use of the word envious is an unjust lust after. Okay? For the behaviors and the, the ability to acquire of the violent man. Okay? Do not become a thief just because, you're, just because you want something that isn't yours. Do not go out to steal. We know under the guise of certain of certain labels, okay, that certain people are put up to certain tasks to take things that aren't theirs. That's not a that's not an approved behavior in Yahweh's book. If you're willing to harm somebody to take their property if you've got your own property of the same sort. There's something wrong with that. Solomon addresses that in 32. For the perverse one is hateful to Yahweh. The perverse, the twisted, the broken, the lacking integrity, the thief, the hater, the scorner, is hateful to Yahweh. But his intimacy... Kind of getting back to the whole Moses, Miriam, and Aaron thing here. His intimacy, his willingness to talk face-to-face or mouth-to-mouth is with the righteous. In other words, Abiyah is not going to countenance sin, blatant sin, or even obscured sin if the person perpetrating it knows 
and is north that it was wrong to begin with. There's gonna be there's going to be a price to pay. Okay. Would that the church was strong enough in some ways to say, okay, look, you screwed up, you were caught. Okay? We will pray for you, but we don't want to hear from you or see you for the next seven days. What would the word what would the body of Yahuwah look like? if sinners were ostracized for seven days whenever they were caught? Would it produce a deeper repentance? I would almost offer that if it doesn't, they weren't right to begin with. I mean, yes, it would be very, very hard to it would it would well you know it would be it would be harder for the organization might be harder on the organization to maintain that because of social media because let's face it nobody's gonna nobody's gonna willingly give up their phone you know you can't cut you can't cut people off completely if they are not in a stricter situation than only going to assembly once a week. The church has kind of abdicated that authority. How do we get it back? I've got some ideas. Under certain circumstances, it might work. But it's going to take a lot more prayer than, you know, we've got time to seek an answer for right now. Because guidance and specifics in a situation like that are going to have to come from the Ruach HaKadosh, not not from a mind and will bent towards accomplishing the purposes of the Ruach HaKadosh. These need to be specifics and ordained of Yah. Verse 34, surely he scorns the scorners, but he gives grace to the lowly. He gives Hanan to the lowly. Um, if you thumb your nose at Yahweh, if you disrespect, laugh at, turn a blind eye to, turn your nose up at, something Yahweh has dictated, has directed. And you're caught, and you're always caught with Yahweh, whether you believe in him or not. And you don't want him scorning you. You don't want him scorning you. Many bad things can happen. Um, and if he's willing to do it to prove the righteousness of the most, most righteous man on the planet at the time, i.e. Job, if he's willing to humble Job the way he did, but still provide him Canaan, 
that your unrighteous imagine what he'll do to you to bring you back to repentance. Believers are supposed to heap love and kindness on their enemies. And in doing so, it will be like heaping hot coals on their head. Yahweh is not restrained to that practice or that principle. Verse 35, the wise inherit honor. The wise inherit honor. The wise will not scorn Yahweh, so he's not dumping hot coals on their head or worse. But fools exalt shame. Fools exalt shame. Um, yeah, it's almost as if they don't know they're being shamed. It's almost as though they're that thick-headed or hard-hearted that they don't even realize that they're being that they're being shamed. So, Hallelujah, Abiyah, in the name of Yeshua, I just thank you for your word. I pray that continued growing connection between Proverbs twenty-seven or Proverbs three twenty-five to thirty-one and Matthew five one to twelve can be seen and understood in that it is actually there. And this is Chandler Moore. I will be right back momentarily. Hallelujah. We lift you high, Yahweh, Yahweh. We lift you high, Yahweh, Yahweh. We lift you high, oh God, Yahweh, Yahweh. We lift you high.
we lift you high. Yahweh, Yahweh, woo. we lift you high. Yahweh, Yahweh, you alone deserve our And we lift you high, Yahweh, Yahweh, we lift you high, Yahweh, Yahweh, we lift you high, Yahweh, and we lift you
to the body one more time and then we will put a pin in this one until 9.07 Central Standard Time tonight when we come back with RIP 2.0 Rock Reflections. So, hallelujah. Here's Marissa. Hallelujah. Thank you, Yahweh, for your mercy this morning and for our wonderful teachers today, Yami and our brother and the Messiah, Bride, Mashalia, and the overseers. And I just pray for, um, just in the official way of, um, I guess that's the word that came out of my mouth, so the official anointing for the um, authority that you gave them, and just for the deepness and uh, to bring them into that place of teaching and place of authority and place of doing the work that you called them to do. Anything that's coming between or in between or on or anywhere even on, on us as, as brethren in, in the congregation to just uh, command the adversaries work to be, be void and null and that you cannot have any way or say with us. Yeshua is by any name. And I pray for the words that that our um, overseers are apostles and our doers and our anointed ones. As they they shared your words today, Yahweh, in the in the, in the word of the Bible. And just pray for your your understanding and your your discernment that you gave to us to reach into our minds and to our hearts to help us understand those words that we that were shared today and, and I pray for our the right our righteous day today. A grouping in our day and our hearts and our minds and just for the areas that we are repenting of an area that we are striving towards. We pray and we do the work that you called us to do. Let's pray for you to 
bring that into our life, into existence, and just speak life over all those things. In Yeshua's name, and for us to be rejoiceful and thankful for today. In Yeshua's mighty name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. We are going to close this one out with one from Royal Taylor. This is Ready, Set, Go.
Wow, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That was Ray Seco, as we said. This is Shaliach Scribes with Marissa saying we hope and pray that you are ready to go through the day with Yahweh today. I know that you are in our thoughts and our prayers throughout the day. Baruch hallelujah, Bokatov. Go get them. <laughs>